Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Rowdy Rides. We are here at the Riverton Chevrolet Car Show. We're around a bunch of cool cars right now. Uh, we're going to talk about what we're seeing here. But at the moment, before we get started, I'd like to say this podcast is brought to you by Ingenuity Automotive Services, locally owned and operated in Murray, Utah since 1979. Who do we have at the table with me? I I am Deegan. He's back. He was at the last car show. He's our car show special guest. I am the car show special guest. Uh, Deegan, so you haven't we haven't really had much time to like walk and look around, but what are you seeing that you like here so far? I'm liking the Chevys. There's also a pretty good looking Mustang right in front of us down that. Is the red one? Cars. Yep. Yeah, it's like a '69, I believe. It's yeah, I'm not I'm not sure on what year it is, but it's. Yeah. It looks like it has a gorgeous paint job on it. Uh, there's a really cool uh, gasser next to us, next to my car right now. It's orange. Uh, I'll probably, t- hopefully, I'll take a picture of it and put it up on the story. But it's pretty cool. Uh, definitely a mean car. Uh, there's a w- couple uh, Acura NSXs, which for like JDM cars, I think those are actually pretty neat. There's a pretty cool '67 Chevelle convertible. That's- Oh yeah, in this car show too. Now I, my eye. when you get a minute, Deegan, you gotta go in and list. Uh, there's a black Z28 Camaro uh, Crossram. You know what a Crossram is? I don't know what a Crossram. So is. basically, what a Crossram is, if you look at these older engines, uh, you'll see like carburetor on top, single plane. But this thing, instead of one carburetor, one four-barrel carburetor, it's got two crossed from each other going in the motor. It's really cool. Um, it was a factory option. Uh, very, very rare to see that on Z28 Camaro. Um, they would come in the trunk. What year is this car? 69. 69. And they'd come in the trunk and the dealer would actually have to install them, but they were a factory option. They were mainly used for racing purposes. That's why okay. it's kind of a Chevrolet's hidden racing deals. But anyway, uh, Deegan, tell me, what what are, you, what are you driving? Tell me about your project so far. What have you been working on? So I daily a 66 C10 right now. But we're working on trying to get a 65 Chevelle up on the road. Okay. What are you doing? Tell us what your most recent thing you did on each of them was. Ooh, on the truck, it was probably a new manifold and carburetor Ooh. and electronic ignition. And then for the Chevelle, we haven't done a whole lot for the Chevelle yet, but we've bought a lot of stuff. So what we're going to do is put new springs. New springs, we're going to put a transmission in it soon, hopefully. What kind of trans are you going to put in it? Muncie 4-speed. Muncie 4-speed, okay. Yeah, so sir. you got, what other parts do you have bought up for it? A lot of stuff to put it back together. All the chrome's off of it, so looking for just a lot of hardware and just little stuff like that to put the car together. Hopefully we can get paint on it this winter. Something to make it look better than it is. It's primer right now. So what color are you going to paint it? Black, probably. Just black? Some, something cheap, just to make it look like it's not... Awful. Awful. Yeah. That, that's the best way to put it. You done anything fun to your truck? Nothing fun yet. Just making it so I can drive it down the street and make it make it so I can drive. Okay. Alright, Deegan, one last thing. What do you think how do you feel about your local car scene as you're young and coming into it? What would you what do you like and what do you dislike about it? What do I like? I mean, I, I love old cars. I love looking at all the different styles and people's preferences. Uh-huh. I mean, there's not a lot to dislike. There really isn't. The people? If I, I, I'm not a big people person, so I guess if I had to choose something, it would be the people. What about the people? Some some can be ignorant, I guess. Very Maybe a little egotistical? Both, I was going to say they post their chest. And 
So, Negan, believe it or not, anytime I ask somebody this question, you know what normally comes up is, I got a problem with the egos in the car community. Yeah. And it just seems like everybody's got a giant ego, constantly. So, I think uh, the biggest thing is everybody needs to tone down their ego. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, a lot of people have nice cars. You're not, not the only one. Yeah. And, like, the people have, you know, are different spots of life, don't judge them off their car you know it's a car like exactly. it's a hunk of steel it's, it's a hobby it's not it's and not you know what this community could die out like really fast and is on the verge of like not good things if stuff doesn't go our way and so really you really just want to welcome anybody you can even if you don't like their car like there's plenty of cars out there i dislike but you know what i shut my mouth shake their hand and you know of course you have to that's, you want them part of the can. community you want to grow the community as big as you can it's going to make it better for everybody that way but anyway Deegan do you have anything else to say to the wonderful people in the microphone thanks for having me on I enjoy I enjoy coming on here for the second time and I hope to be on here again appreciate it Deegan alright who am I sitting here with sitting here with Joe Wild Joe Wild uh, son of Kevin Wild we've had him on before go listen to the Ingenuity show but anyway how you doing tonight I'm doing pretty good. Been working pretty hard getting this show set up. Yeah, so you're one of the main key players in the show at Riverton Chevrolet. I've uh, been doing a lot today, organizing yes. people. Yes. All right. Yeah, we're uh, we just got the note that we're at 163 cars last year. The total count was 117. So already broke it this year. Feel pretty good about the number. It's looking good, and you got some sweet rides here, man. Got so a lot you guys of nice are cars here. It, mine's probably like the least nice. It's got uh, track dirt all over it right now. It's a uh, like it's kind of it's almost I'd like to relate it to you know how they took the NASCAR off the Lamar track and it's just filthy, <laughs> but like uh, Walmart version of that. <laughs> a little bit. I mean I don't know. But anyway, tell me what you're driving. What's your fleet of vehicles? So tonight I'm driving my 2005 Pontiac GTO, the hipster muscle car as I call it. The hipster muscle car. I like yes, that. Yes, it was built. By Holden in Australia, a company that no longer exists. Yep. Sold as Pontiac in the U.S., a company that no longer exists. So is that car from? Was that built in Australia? The car was car? built in Queensland, Australia. I did and not know to the that. US. That yes. is kind of cool. That's. I mean, I, that's I, a cool fact. I love the things that make it unique, but also the things that make it unique make it real expensive when it comes oh, yeah. time to replace things. So, you know, it's it's a little bit, but you know, I love my car. I love it. Um, at home, I've got uh, I've got my Colorado, my 2020 Colorado. Very nice. I am I fond really of those like. trucks. Other people that have been on this podcast have issues with them. Cough, cough, like the rest of you people, anyway. Well, there's a lot of people that assume that if it's a light pickup truck and it's not a Tacoma, it's not it, good. Yeah, but, they're you like, know, hey. Whatever. Screw them. They can deal with it. I love my Colorado. I don't drive it to impress anybody. It's... The daily man. It really is a great daily driver. Oh yeah, they're it's awesome. filthy right now though. Oh, it's <laughs> like, I've been eating lunch in it every day. <laughs> it's like Aiden's Camaro. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, my next question is because you're kind. You watch a lot of NASCAR, don't you? I watch a lot of racing, a lot all, of motorsport. I love it. I love racing. I'm looking forward to a day like tomorrow where I am gonna sit down at about 9:30 and watch cup practice then qualifying then an indycar race then another nascar race at the xfinity series sweet i love it i've got a truck series race recording right now that i'm watching <laughs> when i get home don't miss your truck series race i don't miss i don't miss any races you know what I love them. real off topic truck series races are are underrated 
They are incredibly entertaining. Um, it's phenomenal racing with those guys. I love going to the truck race. I go to the truck race in Phoenix every November, mm-hmm. um, which is now the championship race. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been going there since 2006, but now Holy all of a sudden cow. it's a championship race. So, And you guys still go when it's the championship. Have you guys ever missed a year? Uh, just 2020, just the COVID year. Wow, so that's really impressive. And that was, and we only missed that one because the only tickets that were allotted were for uh, Arizona residents. Yeah, due to their whatever, but... Uh, that's really cool you do that. Yeah. Like I, I almost I want to get find a race that I want to go back to every year. Right now I'd like to do the Rolex Twenty Four every year, but the logistics of that's well, a Daytona wonky. travels tough. Yeah. But anyway, now we got a little off topic there, but reeling it back in. If you go back in time to any race, what race are you gonna go to? Ooh man. So. You know, we were just talking about it. I am a big Kyle Larson fan. I've become a big okay. Kyle Larson fan over the last few years. Um, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know what happened with him in 2020. He was a made a really, really, really stupid mistake. What did he do? I per- explain it to me because so, I'm more of a sports car guy. My NASCAR knowledge is so 2020. Okay, but not great. COVID world shutdown and. I racing was doing these big events that yes. they would stream. All the major and series they would were have doing live stuff. streaming events. Kyle Larson was participating in one, just some random night. They were doing this big iRacing event, and he was he thought he was on his private channel, he was on a public channel, and he full on said the N-word. Again? Hasn't he done this twice in his career? No, no. This was, okay. the, this was the event that I'm happened. thinking I might be... So... 2013, 2015 NASCAR. I don't know what was going on. This was 2020. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I thought it, there was some driver that said it, so don't quote me on anything, but... But, uh, but yeah, he, he said it, and, you know, he really seems to have made a conscious effort to learn from it. And, like, I... When, when somebody makes a mistake and gets punished for it, that makes sense. But yes. you got to let people learn and, learn learn. and grow from yeah. it, and he absolutely did. And he came back, had an incredible 2021 season, winning 10 NASCAR races. Holy cow. Including the All-Star race. <laughs> Such a big number for and nowadays. win number 10 was that 2021 Phoenix Championship race, and I was there in person. It was incredible. Um, that was such a that was such an interesting week because I took it was my nephew's first trip to a NASCAR race was that weekend he came with us. Oh yeah, that's a good first so race to go to. It was it was just really cool to get to be a part of that to get to see him win that race. And now were you a Larson fan before that race or that race kind of developed I, you? I into was a fan. Okay, that so race. you're like my guys. I was got a shot. very very invested. Um, yeah, it was that was something else. And then, as far as a historic race that I was not at, that I, you know, if this magic time machine existed, I brought um, it with me. It's very heavy, but I bring it with me to everything. It's you very know, important to have. thinking about races that would have been cool to see in person that I wasn't there for. Um, I'm kind of thinking about the 2000. 13 Indy 500 when Tony Kanaan finally won. That would be a good because, one. Because, you know, 
That's almost everybody the, loves Tony yeah. Kanaan, and him. He had been so close to winning the Indy 500 so many times, and he finally broke through that year. That, yeah, everybody and, likes him, and he and got that it. that package they had for that year's race. It was, I, I want to say, it was something like like 55 lead changes in that race. Oh my! It was God. a yeah. The arrow package was great for that one. So. While we're on the topic of Indy 500s, uh, what do you think about the Indy 500 winner this year? Joseph Newgarden? Yeah, I'd say it's not as big of a deal as Tony Kanaan, but it's definitely a big deal because that guy is a menace on ovals, and he finally I like Joseph Newgarden a lot. He's a cool dude. I I mean, when you look at him, he looks like Captain America. (laughs) So it's like Captain America should win America's biggest race, right? So... So, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, uh, what do you think about his victory? I like how he just, like, ducked in through a photo guard. I, I had no idea how he even did that. I don't know how he bent, like, <laughs> if you look at it, like, how he bent his body. Yes, like, he copped. Well, and also, I mean, just uh, whenever I've had a big adrenaline moment, I'm usually not quite, like, agile. I'm a little shaky or anything. He's, he like, he just it. won the Indy 500. He hops out, slithers into this gap, and runs and jumps in the crowd. It was awesome. I loved it. I it dubbed a, it the Man of the People celebration. It was a good – it was a top ten motorsports celebration in my opinion. I loved it. I thought it was great. And now we're seeing a lot of other people do it. I know. Got Coffee a helicopter flying overhead. That's going to be oh, nice. Oh, great. Yeah, we're – these always have all sorts of car sounds. It's, it makes you feel like you're live out with us. But anyway. <laughs> oh, no, I did one at the racetrack. You can, you can hear us talk. They can hear the cars very well, too. It turned out very good. But uh, anyway, motorsports. NASCAR. So – there's a bunch. How many races are on the calendar for NASCAR this year? NASCAR's got a 36 race regular season, and they have two uh, sort of special events. They have the preseason All Star event that they've been running at the LA Coliseum the last couple of years, which is a crazy race within itself. Which is crazy that it even exists, dude. It's teeny. And then uh, they also have another race, the All Star race, which they ran this year at North Wilkesboro, a track that had been, like, if you're if you're listening to this and you don't regularly follow NASCAR, look up what North Wilkesboro Speedway looks like now, and look up what North Wilkesboro Speedway looked like a year ago. What's the difference? It will shock you. This track was, in 1996, this track was left to rot. Okay. Because it was, the track was purchased by Brute Smith who is a big track owner in NASCAR. He owns a lot of racetracks and anything. And he bought that race specifically because he wanted that race's date on the calendar Okay. to use at a different racetrack. And so when he bought North Wilkesboro, he said, leave Great. it How's to rot. Let it return Good. to the I'm earth. And that's here. what they did. Yeah. The track was rotting. It was falling apart. And they repaired it. They they brought it back to life, basically because Dale Jr. wanted them to. <laughs> Dale Jr.'s got a powerful word in the world of Dale Jr., yeah, he really is. But he was really a huge part of the reason this thing came back. They brought it back this year. They ran the All-Star race there. It was awesome. Kyle Larson won it, uh, which is kind of coincidental. <laughs> but <laughs> You're like, yeah, Kyle, he's happy Carl Larson won people. But anyway, what is your favorite? So, is that your favorite race on the calendar? Was that, or you think? Would you bet take another one? For this season, we've had a pretty good slate of races this year. I'm gonna Um, say, and this is like probably the this is probably like the bandwagon answer, but Chicago. 
I know it's not really. That was my favorite base. That personally, that one was, was awesome. super cool. It's I not, didn't think it was gonna work. I never thought that it was actually gonna work, and I especially like well. And then once they were there, and once you were seeing these shots of these cars driving, and they're driving to, and you can see the Chicago sky. There, and it's getting dark. Like oh, they ended so the race cool. practically in the dark. So yeah, that Chicago race was really cool. Um, there been a lot of good ones this year. One that I really liked. Oh hell yes! My dad in the background. Oh uh, yeah, we got Kevin. Maybe we'll make your dad sit down here too in a minute. But anyway, good luck, good luck getting him to sit down anywhere. Um, I would probably say. Yes. You know, this year's Daytona 500 was a ton of fun. Yeah. This year's. Uh, the race at Fontana was a lot of fun. That one was kind of sad because I wasn't there, and I usually go to that one. Um, man, you really put me on the spot. I don't know. I've enjoyed too many races this year. So you're, I can't give you it's an like me saying, like, it's like the what's your dream car question. You're, you can't dial them, ever dial it in. Oh, man, I hate when people ask me the dream car. That's one of those I things when it's like it. whenever you tell somebody, like, oh, yeah, I like cars. What's your dream car? Uh, okay. Volkswagen bus, and then you just walk away. <laughs> Let's talk Chicago for a second more because I'm obsessed with road racing, so that's what I... My favorite... Well, okay, the... Kiwi winning it was awesome. I think that was really good. Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah. Back in, back in NASCAR this weekend. Oh, yeah. He's doing truck race, correct? He's during the truck race. As we speak. Legitimately, as we speak, yes. Yes. And then he'll be in the cup race on the Indy Road course on Sunday. Yeah, that guy is awesome. Probably going to be probably gonna be majority NASCAR next year. I don't know if he's going to run a full season in any of the series, but he's going to be running a lot of NASCAR. Uh, the guy's a menace year. in Super Cup, if you ever watch some of those clips. He's really good. But And we got his, we got his buddy with us this week, too. Who? Brody Kotsecki's running in the oh, cup wow. race as well. Insane. Uh, well, I was going to say... Would you say that he want? Because they're not gonna uh, track house racing wasn't gonna give Suarez correct ninety nine yes or Chastain a better setup than him. So his win was off pure driving. I would have to argue that that last like the, ten laps of the race was purely him. Not in the car. to take anything away from him, but you know, <laughs> running a street course is a really different thing than any NASCAR than driver has because has ever done, yeah. NASCAR doesn't race on a track with two different sur- sur- uh, surfaces. They were running a track with concrete and asphalt. Yep, and, and paint, and a lot of paint. And being able to navigate that is something that takes a lot of skill, and his advantage of having done it for so many years was a huge part in his success. And and I'm not saying that take anything away from what he did. It was incredible, but he just kind of in different company. It you know if they had been if his if he had been running another you know NASCAR road course if he had been running at Coda or Watkins Glen or something like that. I don't think he I don't think he wins that race. Really? I don't. Was gonna say yeah they had Jordan Taylor at Coda. Uh, he's running. Yeah, uh, he was filling in for Chase Elliott. Chase, Chase Elliott, Elliott. and he, man, he call he killed the qualifying, and he just couldn't drive as aggressive as these guys. He kind of was like, I don't know. He probably thought he had too much carbon fiber, and something's gonna break if they touched him. But well, that's just, the thing is that everybody gets whenever people enter NASCAR, they are always shocked at how physical it is. That and that's really it's underrated. That's my dad taking a picture of us, by the way. Sorry. 
Um, but oh my gosh, are you guys the Rowdy Rides podcast? Back to what we we're talking about. Okay, so another thing about NASCAR Chicago I loved is Noah Gregson. He's sponsored by the Baconator. He creams it into the wall multiple times. About five times. Anyway. And when it was like one of them was the same wall like three or four times. But I, I didn't count. But and then at the same time he hits the wall. Wendy's ad pops up. Baconator moment. That I love that. That was a. Uh, that was a good. That, that was, was a. a well, and it's very interesting you bring him up because guess who's not racing this week? Yep, he liked a certain meme and is out of the... Yeah. I don't know. Hope Maybe he has a Kyle Larson moment. How do you feel about Gregson? He's kind well, of a goober. He, he's been a goober this year. He's made a lot of dumb mistakes over the course of his career. This is not the first time he's done something questionable or stupid. Well, he got in an argument. He got snapped in the face with, by the melon man. Yeah, Ross Chastain about broke his jaw. Which um, was, I don't give well, a... Well, and even going back further, you know, he was... When he won the Snowball Derby, the big late model race down in Florida at Five Flag Speedway, when he won that race, he... Uh, he basically forced a kiss on the trophy girl, which, like, was a real bad luck. Um, he's, yeah, and, you know, he comes from, he comes from a lot of money. Yeah. He's just not a good, he, like, he's a goober. He's kind of just a guy that, I don't know how, like, he can market himself the way he does, because just his actions, he just keeps screwing well, up. And he's been having a horrible rookie year. Yeah. He has been having one of the worst rookie years of recent memory. I don't know. This could play out for him because he's so much in the media and press that some little team could take him on just because of the publicity, man. I it's the And that would be the smart thing to do if you were him. The toughest thing for him is going to be finding a way to get sponsored at this point. Yeah. Because sponsorship is what makes NASCAR go around. You're not, if you're not sponsored, you're not racing. So he's going to have a tough time finding that. And, you know, if if he learns from it, like I said with Kyle Larson, you know, I, I mean, I'll, if you are able to learn from it, grow from it, good. You I know, hope he does. Kyle Larson's kind of a chill dude now. He does have a little bit of a temper. He's got a little bit of a flair to him, but he knows how to dial it back, it seems. You know, he knows how to play that. Well, he he seems to unlock all of his... Uh, he seems to unlock all of that extra energy whenever he puts a helmet on. Yeah, that's... Because he gets out of the car, and you can't believe that... The guy that's talking is the same guy who's able to win 10 cup races and, like, 30 sprint car races. By the way, he's on the pole for the Knoxville Nationals tomorrow night. Oh, wow. The biggest sprint car race in the country. Which, debating whether or not I want to spend the 30 bucks or whatever to stream it. Can't decide. <laughs> Can't decide. Too much money. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Um, let's talk IndyCar real Dude, you're like, your knowledge base is so great. This, this been doing what, it my whole life. This is what I've wanted on the show. Um, IndyCar. Let's talk the Texas Oval. Okay. Another new garden win. That guy is just... Here's what, here's how screwed up I am. I'll tell you this real quick. I watch all the NASCAR road races and all the IndyCar ro- ovals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like opposite of what you're supposed to do, but... What do you think about the one? Did you watch it at all? Ah, uh, the Texas one? I, I The Texas race is... That's a race that really gives me anxiety. Why does it give I you look anxiety? at that one because that is the speeds are right up there with Indy. It's crazy on fast. a track that is a mile smaller 
and very high bank turns and it reminds me indie car that doesn't it, has yeah. probably like ever they all have a good safety reputation but indie car in the past like recent 20 years you know indie car is maybe the most it's probably the most dangerous professional motorsport yeah and, and the most like it, yeah so that just it just makes me nervous because you know I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yeah, it's so that's what that's what. It, so whenever I'm watching that Texas race, it's kind of like you're gritting it's your like, teeth Wow, a this bit. is great. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I get you there. But hey, do you have anything else to say? To the wonderful people in our microphone we got right here. Um, you know, man, support what? racing. Find yourself a driver and enjoy it. Support racing. Go support your local racetrack, maybe, people. we got to keep that around. We aren't lucky enough to really have one anymore. we got Utah Motorsports Campus. Go support it if you're in Utah. Yep. All right. Thank you.